Amazing. It is finished. But now the story for you and I has just begun. So what do these stories mean for us? Well, the resurrection of Jesus means that we can have a friendship with Jesus. It means we can have a firm faith in Him. And it means that we can be sure of our future with Jesus. Kate, what does the first story tell us? First of all, Mary, sweet Mary. Now, as you know, Mary was a follower of Jesus. She was Jesus' friend and Mary had had a super hard life and Jesus was really, really kind to her. And so Mary at the tomb is freaking out. She is like, what? The body is gone. Jesus, Jesus, where's Jesus' body? She is freaking out and she begins to cry. She has lost everything. Like, imagine it, like Jesus is her friend. He is her saviour. And, and a few days before she has seen him die and now she can't even find his body to go to the place to be sad and mourn him. She has lost everything. And in that one moment, she gets everything back. He says her name, Mary. Jesus is saying your name today. Turn to the person next to you, even if you've been married to them for 40 years, and tell them your name. Tell the person your name on both sides. Go now. The reason you just did this is because now you know each other a little bit better. And if you have known that person... Some people have very long names. Some people have very long names. You don't have to do middle names, just, just first if name will do. I've just done you a favour there. If you've known that person for 20 years and it got way past the point to ask them their name again, now you know. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, knowing somebody's name helps you to know them a little bit better. And today, Jesus is saying your name. Jesus is saying, I am here. I am with you. I know you. I know you by name. I came back for you. All of this was for you. And you were totally, totally worth it. The resurrection of Jesus means that we can have a personal friendship with him. Then we had the story of Thomas. And the way that Jesus speaks to Thomas shows us that the resurrection means we can have a firm faith in Jesus. Many of us have lots of questions about faith, lots of questions about life and about God. And with Jesus, He doesn't just say, accept it. He doesn't say, oh, just take it on a, a blind leap. We are told to test the evidence. That's what we see Thomas do. See, just like us, Nobody then was expecting Jesus to rise from the dead. People found it hard to believe. No one expects the Galilean resurrection. None of them were expecting it. The male disciples were at home, afraid, cowering behind a locked door. The female disciples went to put expensive spices on the body. I hope they kept the receipt. So when Jesus rose, it was a surprise for them. And when they tell Thomas, he doesn't just say, oh, okay, I'll believe. No, he says, unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side. Got to be honest, Thomas, it's a bit gross. But he says, I will not believe. And then when Jesus turns up, he says, well, you can. 
explore, test it out. This isn't a leap of faith. It's a step of faith based on evidence. And so if you've never had the chance to explore the resurrection of Jesus, I would love to encourage you to do so because it can change your entire life. Now, one of the ways we love to do that here is we run something called the Alpha Course. Alpha is a series of interactive sessions, gives people an opportunity over food with a group of others to ask the big questions, to test out is Jesus who he says he is? And what would that mean for me? Because when Thomas does ask his questions, when he does explore, he says, my Lord and my God. And at that moment, Jesus doesn't go, whoa there, Tommy, that's too far. I'm just a nice teacher. He accepts it. Jesus claims to be God. And that leads us to the last of our stories. Lastly, my favourite Peter, Peter, Peter. Jesus forgives Peter. He forgives him, but he also gives him a future. He said to Peter, hey, do you love me? He goes on to the rest, but that's where he starts. He starts with love. Because Jesus is not some like pretty concept, some nice principle to follow. Christians for centuries have talked about this relationship that they can have with God, this friendship that they can have with Jesus, and this profound experience of tangible love and power of that truth in their lives. And do you know what? Peter was Jesus' friend. He was his his friend, but he denied even knowing him three times. Three times. Like, ouch, that's got to hurt. And Jesus here, even though in the video, you know, Peter was slightly slow in the uptake, Peter, Jesus shows Peter that he is forgiven. And to show him that he's forgiven, he recreates the scene. So he recreates the scene around around the fireplace and he gives him this time the opportunity to acknowledge him three times. Hey, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Hey, Peter, do you love me? And in that moment, he's showing Peter that he not only forgives him, but he restores him. And it's the same with us. Jesus today forgives us. Jesus restores us and gives us a future full of his spirit and a tangible sense of his love and his power in our lives to do every single day. And it's out of that place that Jesus says, yes, thank you. Got an applause in the front. And it's in that place that then Jesus says to Peter, go feed my sheep. Peter is loved by Jesus. Jesus forgives Peter and gives him a future purpose. And today, Jesus forgives us for all of the ways in which we fall short and he restores us and gives us a future purpose to look after each other. So now we're going to have a time of communion. And as we do communion, this is a chance for us to reflect to reflect on the crucifixion of Jesus on the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. And the resurrection of Jesus means that we can have a friendship with him. We can have a firm faith with him and have a forgiven future with him. Amen.
Amen. Amen. As Kay said, we're going to celebrate an informal communion. And we're going to do that around the cross. And so I think the bread and the wine and the service are going to start to make their way. Um, but the wonderful thing about communion is it's a picture where we take a wafer representing the bread and uh, some juice representing the wine that Jesus shared with his friends on his last supper. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. In other words, as we take this bread and this wine, it's a picture of receiving God's forgiveness afresh. And the great thing about it is you don't have to fully understand it all in order to receive. And so for you, you might have doubts. I, I love that first story with Mary because her friendship with him is not based on how much she knows. She didn't even recognise him. It's based on what Jesus has done for us and what he wants to make known to us. And so if today might be the first time you've come to church, it might be the first time you've heard any of this, but if you've heard enough and you're like, Jesus, if you're offering forgiveness, I don't get it all, but I want in, this is an opportunity for you to respond, to come and receive. And so I'm going to make my way down to the middle and we're going to look at these words together. But first, let's pray. Jesus, I thank You that You went to the cross for me. I thank You that You died for me so that I could be forgiven. And I thank You that You rose again so that I could have new life. Help me to understand and receive that afresh today. Amen. So we read this about communion. Paul writes, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that He was betrayed, took bread. And when He had broken it, He gave thanks. And He said, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, He took the cup. And after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For often, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. Amen. Amen. So in a moment, the stewards are going to invite you uh, to come. And if you want to receive, you'll be offered a wafer. And there are gluten-free wafers. If you'd like, just ask for one of those. And you'll take it and you'll dip it into the wine. It's all non-alcoholic wine. And then you'll be able to, so you receive the bread and the wine together. And if you uh, receive in your home church, you're more than welcome to receive. Or if it's your first time, if you're saying, Jesus, I want in, that can be a sign uh, for you to say, I've received this forgiveness. So as the stewards now direct us, uh, the band are also going to lead us in song. So why don't we stand and we'll take this opportunity to receive communion and to worship.